They won't fear it. Until they understand it. And they won't understand it. Until they've used it. back welcome once again to another episode of mike mike and oscar i am your co-host mike one co-host also mike is here and it is here the end is finally here this is the end as jim morrison once said of our year in preview series is probably what he was talking about in that song i imagine <laughs> but our 100 percent accurate way too early oscars picks are finally here to cap off our year in preview series michael well it's most definitely what uh, he was talking about right. but i also think that a new poster tagline really applies to what we're doing today okay. and it's it, it's actually going to go against what you think uh it, it, it's the end begins and i don't know if you know this mm. but that is underneath the poster of fast x oh boy <laughs> <laughs> which on a, which of course we all have both of us as in every category that we're going to talk about best in this episode, so that fits picture <laughs> mm-hmm. no doubt special no achievement doubt. oscar is it for... fast x1 and if it is fast x1 doesn't that make it fast 11 technically y- y- yeah right isn't it at 11 anyway wow no we, we it's really... 10 it's 10 <laughs> so it's x whatever x means right yeah x gonna give it to you as the poet and nobel laureate dmx once Good. said uh, we are going through a couple categories a couple major categories we will be giving you all of the correct inevitable nominees and winners of the major categories and we'll even do you a solid as we've done in the last few 100 percent accurate way too early oscars predictions episode in the past here and give you some craft convictions as well uh, a disclaimer of course uh, this is only for your benefit mike and i are burdened with these powers so even though we do share some crossover nominees between the two of us uh, you will have more than five nominees for many categories don't worry about it don't question it it's just going to come true and be factual. Just do us a favor. When it comes nominee time next February, don't look back at this episode and check us. Just take our word for it. We're the Sex Panther by Odeon of mm-hmm. uh, of predictions. And uh, look, I even did you the solid to prove to you guys how accurate we were last year. Uh, I, I looked it up. I know I said don't do that because it's like Gandalf. Don't <laughs> Gandalf said, don't you know look into the powers of the it's like enemy. Medusa, yeah, don't stare into the eyes. Don't right? do it, but mm-hmm. I did it, and I'm okay because it's. I mean, there are my powers. There are right. shared powers. We here. could do it. We could yeah. do it. You don't do it. No. <laughs> That'll be the words of wisdom today. I'll say them again. You don't do it. You don't go back after right. today. I mean, re-listen to this episode because it helps us and mm-hmm. it's hopefully fun. But uh, definitely don't do not do it. It's yeah. scary. Turn this episode off around, like, November. <laughs> <laughs> so how did we do last year in terms of our 2022-23 uh, Oscar predictions? Uh, look at Winners, I got right. I was very impressed with myself for this one. Women Talking, Best Adapted Screenplay. Mm-hmm. Sarah Polly got that. Uh, Avatar, The Way of Water, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio animated feature. Like, we kind of figured those were in contention. And right. yeah, so I got those. I mean, yeah, no big whoop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, did, you did well there. We also had some <laughs> nominations, right, last May. You had Ruben Ostlin for Triangle of Sadness uh, for Director, and you had Kiwe Kwan for Supporting Actor, as well as Michelle Yeoh for Lead Actress. You had already seen, yeah. I believe, Everything Everywhere at that point as well. I did, and here's what's cool. Like, 
and here's what we should have done. We should have broke for a longer series last year, reviewed everything everywhere all at once, because I knew it was going to be a contender, kind of like what we did this year with Air. So at least we kept up this year. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of us. But uh, you got Brandon Fraser right, right off the hip, and Michelle Williams. Yeah, I was happy about those. I, I thought Michelle Williams would, when I heard, you know, oh, she's playing Steven Spielberg's mother in a Steven Spielberg biopic. How is that not going to fail? Well, I mean, she got to nomination, but had I known <laughs> the type of character she would be playing, I don't know that my conviction would have been as strong. So that's one time where maybe being in the dark helped me. Uh, it, it, whatever it worked, whatever, yeah. uh, I mean, whatever you see in the crystal ball, it's true. Is yeah. not necessarily the right interpretation. It's not the how it's just the what. Yeah. I forget mm-hmm. what Kate Blanchett said in the Lord of the Rings, but that, uh, doobie doobie do the, no, that's the butt ice <laughs> penguin from the mid nineties commercials. I'm sorry. <laughs> so stupid. The level of corn that we've been popping in this friggin' series jesus christ uh both of us got the following nominations correct and this is this isn't all the nominations we got right but babylon for costumes as we said the fablemans was it was in our brains spielberg for director fablemans for original screenplay we both picked uh you also picked women talking and adapted screenplay just didn't pick it to win we both picked turning red and pinocchio as animated noms top gun maverick for vfx and then we got three best picture noms correct i'm sure we got the other seven correct too again yeah Yeah. just don't go back and check we don't want to burden you with the list of everything we got right because then we just be reading 90 names we're just yeah i mean why would we do that uh fablemans women talking in avatar 2 uh we were on them from the jump so uh that is last year what did we miss this year now michael we've done 10 episodes pretty much in this oscars year and preview playlist even though eight canonical episodes are you excited to see how much we're going to end up being wrong (laughs) no despite putting eight or ten episodes worth of uh, input and research into this i as a completionist though i just want to at least hit on all the movies so at some point i could say oh yeah we we kind of thought we We almost talked about that that. yeah Yeah, that's good i like it i like it yeah it's a safeguard (laughs) it was on our radar Good thinking by you. It was on our radar. So speaking of films that are now on our radar, radar, especially after uh, CinemaCon, Michael, uh, we got a couple that have just popped up of late. Yeah, let's start with one that's been getting buzzed the last couple days here. Drive Away Dolls, D-O-L-L-S from Focus Features. It's getting a September 22nd, 2023 release. You know how I feel about those September releases. Uh, It's a Swedish release, whatever that means. And despite the September release, this one does have legitimate buzz right now. It's from writer-director Ethan Cohen. Stars Pedro Pascal, who is the hottest name going at the moment in any property. Matt Damon, Margaret Qualley, Coleman Domingo, Beanie Feldstein, and Geraldine Viswanathan. What a huge, huge cast that is. Big names all around. Driveway Dolls has a premise which reads as such. Jamie regrets his breakup with his girlfriend. While Marion needs to relax in search of a fresh start, they embark on an unexpected road trip to Tallahassee, but things quickly go awry when they cross paths with a group of inept criminals. That's I mean, take the criminals out and put in Rockstar, and that's forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, I didn't notice that. What a nice, (laughs) cool little twist of an adaptation there. Anyway, uh, there's also an MGM Colson Whitehead novel adaptation, The Nickel Boys, about a real terrible boarding school, apparently, that could come out this year. Anjanou Ellis uh, is starring. This was uh, listed by Eric Weber, I believe, on Awards Ace, and shout out to him. He's really helped us with this series. And Clayton Davis also That's Emmy-nominated Clayton Davis to you, Michael. There you go. Uh, congratulations, Clayton. Yeah. He has 
mentioned uh, the Supremes at Earl's All You Can Eat. This is going to be a Searchlight release eventually. Also starring Anjanou Ellis and Emmy Magnet Uzo Aduba. This yeah. film has finished production at least. It's got a script by Gina Prince Bythewood and the director is Tina Mabry uh, from a lot of TV. She's been getting a lot of TV reps. I wish I heard about that movie before I did my picks. Yeah, these, these three just kind of I mean, in my last second research and coming through CinemaCon, they have been popping up and, again, scouring over our friends' list there. Uh, Otherwise, Searchlight changed the name of the title for the movie True Love, which has Allison Jammy, Jenny, Gemma Chan, and uh, John David Washington in it. And we're going to talk about their names quite a bit throughout this episode. Mm True Love is now called The Creator, and its release date was pushed up from October 6th to September 29th. What do you think of late September releases, though? No, no. Anything before the (laughs) Star is Born uh, re-release date there, like October 6th, I can't give credit to. I can't consider it as an Oscars picture. If you're before October 6th, you're the Goldfinch. (laughs) Goldfinch or not the Goldfinch. Exactly. You white, you Ben Affleck, as as was the, the quote and role models there. Once upon a time. <laughs> it's a binary. Okay. Craft <laughs> convictions. These are our convictions in the craft categories. Uh, I have VFX going to, not going to, but nominating John Wick Chapter 4 this year. And I'm also, I'm feeling tingly about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Why am I mentioning? Uh, Mike, I wanted to pick mm-hmm. that for Best Picture and a couple other things so bad. I, I, I resisted, but God damn it did I want to put it in. Well, I tell you what, I think the second film will probably get there, but I think this, I think this is going to be the year where everybody says, all right, why aren't, why aren't, why isn't there a stunts category? They've already Mm. paved the the way for it by creating a separate branch that uh, we really haven't talked about yet. We kind of missed that because we've been doing all these series, but the Academy created a new branch of like a miscellaneous, <laughs> a lot of stunt coordinators are in there. And I think they're going to spin that off into a stunts branch at some point soon. It's a so, matter of time, isn't it? Right. Hopefully fingers crossed. So those are my two VFX picks costumes. I'm going to say Barbie because I'm with it's just you. too iconic there. Editing, well. editing, how can you pick against Thel- Thelma Shoemaker of Killers yep. of the Flower Moon? Eight nominations, three wins in her resume. Production you added design, that late, but I'm with you there, too. Production design, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon Oppenheimer. I basically predicted the whole category already, or at least well, three-fifths of it. And I have the other two-fifths, then, because Perfect. I did two for production design as well, and that's Barbie and Asteroid City. So there's Opp- your production design category. Production design is done. We have it. Uh, Oppenheimer... <laughs> It's got to be nominated because six of the last seven Nolan films have been nominated in production design. <laughs> I found that out. And, I mean, Wes Anderson is production design, is he not? Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I think, too. And Bar- Barbie, uh, I'm with you on the costumes for Barbie as well. I did Dune 2 for costumes, too. Uh, yep. Again, we can't say for all these because I saw it as it was foretold to me from the spirits above. But that is the, the precursor to all these explanations. But alongside that, they... Barbie in costumes makes sense, right? I mean, I could see production design as well. It's just that uh, uh, I think I have more conviction about the costumes because of the stills and the the marketing already. So far, I would agree with you. I'm I'm a little worried about the uh, production design. That's got to follow through for me, but mm-hmm. I, I, I hope for it. You have makeup and hair going to Maestro as well. I'm up and down on this. I almost included this. However, 
I said to you in the pre-show, sometimes Bradley Cooper looks like Leonard Bernstein, and sometimes he looks like a sack filled with testicles. I, true, which is, as we all know, one of the top three kinds of sacks you can receive. Um, I should have looked this up. I didn't think of it until just now, but I, I mean, did Bohemian get a hair and makeup? Nam? Like the, the, the Rustin corollary, right? The, okay, we're going to release the still of the main actor playing the part in the biopic 18 months before the film is released to get the Oscars wheels in motions here. Yeah. The Gary Oldman in The Darkest Hour, the Rami Malek in, uh, in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody there. I should have looked up if those always cor- land Oscar noms for a hair and makeup too, and I don't know. But that's I have Maestro just based on that idea that we're going to be so used to Bradley Cooper playing Leonard Bernstein in that old man makeup that it's just a foregone conclusion he will inevitably be nominated. Although, my one caveat with Maestro... Everybody has Maestro all over their year in preview. They do prediction. I did. I don't have it anywhere. I really? put it in a couple things and I took it out because I'm just sick of people defaulting to it. <laughs> so you just zigged when everybody yeah. else zagged. Yes, exactly. Meanwhile, Maestro sags with all the makeup, and I just very, very well done. Rhymed for the last yeah. time in my entire life <laughs> because that was so corny. Honestly, I have to put Dune Part Two as an addition to all of these uh, you know, craft convictions because I cannot see Dune Part 2 miss VFX, sound, costumes, score, even if it's just like the jackass boys putting their dicks as the worm <laughs> in the second film and we just get that going through the desert oh. and the CGI. I don't well, care. Now you're just setting me up for disappointment for what we won't be getting. <laughs> we won't be getting that. And it's just Timothy Chalamet riding it, like never-ending story. Who cares? Uh, look. <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> I I think Dune part. I, I'm trying to compliment Dune, and what do I do? I start negging it. Timothy Chalamet is going to be very good at the film. Dune Part Two is going to get nominated for a half a dozen Oscars, most likely. But I'm yeah, saying four minimum. definites. Uh, as long as score is not like recycled to the point where it's not an original score eligible. But uh, so you don't fear any uh, retaliation of how many sequels were given Oscar runs last year. I just think that these craftspeople are top of their game. And it, this was good in any year. And based on the stills and based I on... I think you're right. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I, I, maybe it's not going to get all 10 nominations this year. Or maybe it'll get more above the line and less below the line. Because 2021 was bereft of big budget blockbuster mm-hmm. entertainment Good so point. like editing cinematography production design makeup and hair maybe those are, are in duplicate of the first movie and maybe they don't get nominated but the other four i would be shocked because you have so many people coming back yeah here's the problem with dune 2 for makeup and hair i think because we've gotten a couple screenshots from it and the two that stuck out to me one is florence Pugh, uh, and one is of elvis there and florence Pugh just has slick back hair and she's wearing a, a chain mail around her head circa Scott Steiner in 2001 WCW. Yeah. And Austin Butler is just bald. I mean, he's just like Zordon from the Power Rangers levels of bald. 
We know Zendaya doesn't have much going on with hair and makeup. We know Chalamet doesn't have much going on with hair and makeup. At least not a ton. Yeah. So unless you're going to sell me on like it's all Skarsgård for hair and makeup type stuff Again? for Dune Two, which we've seen, you're right, we which was already recognized. I don't know. I mean, I could be obviously completely wrong about this. I'm not, but I I, I don't. I would just r- wave the red flag about Dune 2 for hair and makeup. As the hair and makeup connoisseur that I have always been with this specific episode, I have concerns about saying Dune will be there. I, I could see that, and maybe maybe it does fall off. Maybe we don't need Dune to be nominated for Humpty Dumpty who sat on the wall and sang <laughs> Love Me Tender. Maybe we don't. Uh, but- I do want Austin Butler to play Zordon, by the way. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's where his career goes. <laughs> Thank the, you, Rangers. Po- the Power Rangers. <laughs> Power Rangers uh, 14. <laughs> the Rangers, I have another thing for you to do. Oh, <laughs> oh my tender, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> Alpha. Alpha, hit the notes, baby. <laughs> Oh, what a stupid episode this is. (laughs) Already stupid. Mike, Mike, and Oscar. Here we go. Uh, Let's move on to animated feature. We'll get into a few of the categories now. Uh, Again, we're kind of doing, I don't know, what are we, how many categories are we doing today? Like eight? It's a hell of a question. I guess we'll uh, count them now or we can count them later. Well, I'm already down the road. Animated. Screenplays, four acting, picture director. Nine. Animated. The big nine, as we always say, the big nine. <laughs> and, and ten, technically, since we backed into production design already. Okay, right. Good. Uh, so who's winning that production design category? I have to pose oh, it to it. Great question. Um, <laughs> you can't say whoever is nominated for the, or whoever wins the Critics' Choice. I mean, you can. It's just. I'll go Oppenheimer. Okay. I think at some point, the Fincher, the Nolan, like we're going to have one of these directors that's always there, but like has usually just been ignored for the wins. Mm. At some point, you got to crown these guys in a lot of ways. I'm going to co-sign that. Oppenheimer, I mean, they're going to build like bombs. I think they built the real bombs is my guess. (laughs) How could you imagine? I, I I think they just did. WB it. wouldn't let me build a real atomic bomb, so I built a real <laughs> atomic bomb. All right, so we predicted one already. Production design is in there. Uh, animated feature. All right, we have the Super Mario Brothers, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, Trolls Band Together, all coming from Universal. We have uh, the Magicians, Elephant, Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Leo. <laughs> Uh, high in the clouds, uh, we have uh, Paramount's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, Spellbound, and that's it for honorable mentions that are in yes. play. We're going to predict the rest of this field, and I'll kind of rip them off here. I have Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. I have that as well. Wish, which is going to be the big play from the Frozen directors. I have that as well. How Do You Live? This is Hayao Miyazaki's studio. You have Ghibli. to have that, don't you? I think so. I, yeah. I, I mean, he did a movie a couple of years ago during the pandemic, which did not get nominated, I think. So it's possible. But this might be his last movie. I just feel like I don't know why I have this feeling. But like, you know, Marty, his last movie wasn't what people expected. Fincher, his last movie was. And yeah, they were good. And yeah, they were, you know, 10 multi times, double digit Oscar noms. But you can't tell me these are the movies that we were expecting. And, and Miyazaki might fall into this, too. It's just like I feel like these guys are all due to bring us just bangers and reach down and give us like one more patented fastball from their collection. 
I hope so. I've been loving my rewatch, by the way. Still, I've, I'm going slow. I'm taking my time. I'm enjoying it on HBO Max there, but I'm still going. Uh, I just watched Porco Rosso, which was funny. It's goofy as hell. Why the Italian has to be a pig, I don't know, but it's funny. <laughs> anyway, we picked four movies for the last two, which means we have a 200% chance to be 100% accurate. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, what we're saying is that the Oscars are going to, at the last minute, open up this category to allow two more nominations in. That's all. Is that what we're saying? Oh, anyway, sure. whatever. <laughs> Netflix's Nimona is going to premiere at this big French animation festival whose name I've forgotten. So I'm going with Nimona from Netflix. I'm also going with Migration from DreamWorks because... Illumination this, there, yeah. It looks really it looks really nice, and I love the voice cast. It's like Kumail Nanjiani. And, and plus, geese fly over my head every day, and I always wonder what they're doing up there. Just, you know, they, they, it seems like they practice... Do you know geese, while they're pooping on our heads, mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. they're practicing like all their formations in the sky yeah. while, while I have all my kids practicing on the track and whatnot. See, I always thought they were just predicting and chatting about the futures in the Asian markets, but you're probably right. Well, they're yeah, probably just so practicing. Maybe they are. Maybe that's what yeah. the movie's about. Mm. Uh, it is a charming movie. Illumination <laughs> does know how to make, obviously, uh, painfully addictive charming and cute uh characters there they're the studio behind obviously the minions and a bunch of other stuff uh, animation stuff over the years there so i thought about migration the problem is the minions and despicable me don't have a great track record with i, I mean this is the problem i had with this category is that i came up with reasons to not pick things for nomination more than i did to pick things for nomination so the two i landed on were suzume from uh, makoto shinkai because he's been knocking on the do- Oscars door for years, and also picking this makes me think of the Weathering With You soundtrack, which is a banger, and I like talking about that and thinking of that. So that's why I picked Good. that. It makes me happy. And I- I- I'm going with Escape From Hat, because it's a great name for a movie. <laughs> and it's a great premise, because it's about a rabbit who's trying to escape from a magician's hat. So this is coming to Netflix. It's adorable. We've reviewed it, I think, the last four years or previewed it. <laughs> Sounds right, yeah. We've previewed it and you've predicted it for the last like four years. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed that you staunchly stick to it. At and some point, it's going to come out. I can promise you that. Escape from Hat is coming <laughs> at some point. Uh, who are you picking to win? I have gone back and forth between my top two. How Do You Live has got to be in play, but I'm going to go with Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. It's interesting that Wish has already been uh, marketed, promoted, and I think it's 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 I think it has a teaser trailer already. I don't think it has a full blown trailer. But when you compare that to Strange World, which was just basically dumped by Disney last year to like no fanfare or, or promotion whatsoever, that might be an indicator of what uh, what they have in store. Also, doubly interesting, neither of us are picking Elemental for this category. We're we're staying away from Pixar. I got a, a ticket to the premiere at Tribeca, which I'm I'm kind of excited to go to for okay. Pixar, but I've just been skeptical of Elemental. I forgot to even write that down, didn't I? Or mention mm-hmm. it in honorable mentions. I'm just biased, I guess. My mm-hmm. bias shown through, no matter what. Uh, I will go. I will go with you. I will pick uh, Spider Verse Part One there. Okay, we will move on to original screenplay, Michael, and we have some honorable mentions in play here. Yeah, and just to be clear, we are mentioning them uh, because they are not included in our predictions unless Mike made a mistake or Mm -hmm. our powers force us to change our minds by divine intervention on the spot. So uh, let's, let's go through what we didn't pick, Mike. 
Can has a monster in May, December, though neither Corita nor Haynes wrote the scripts for those films. Uh, we do have The Iron Claw by Sean Darkin of The Nest. We have Napoleon by David Scarper, Scarpa of All the Money in the World. Challengers is wrist, written by Justin Karitskis, uh for, for Luca there. Uh, he's, he's new to the screenplay world, I believe, or at least to the... You know, selling of the screenplay world. Mm-hmm. Nyad is by uh, Julia Cox and Ann Bitterman of Ray Donovan. Uh, a lot of TV for Ann Bitterman's uh, resume there. Uh, the Bike Riders is from Danny Lyon and uh, director Jeff Nichols of Loving There's Midnight no Special. There's no way that's an original screenplay. <laughs> There's no way. It's, it's, a on, book. it's based on a book. It's a book of photos. But it's, it's a, a photo book. book. It's a picture it's, book. It is a book which was it sold and composed and has an author and everything. I'll I'll give you a book of photos. If I, <laughs> if I adapt my photo uh, album, does that count as an adaptation? Okay. Yes! You, if you want your photo album, <laughs> if I had to make a movie of it, yeah, yeah, and you did what with that? How how did it get from book to movie? You did what to the book? <laughs> if I <laughs> just make a, uh... yeah, thank you. <laughs> if I make a, what do they call those things that we probably An adaptation? Can... Michael. No, do on YouTube, but uh, a friggin' uh, not a playlist, uh, a photo, whatever. Everybody's log. <laughs> Everybody in their car is screaming. If you make a uh, a bunch of photos and you play it on your your computer, a slideshow. Slideshow. It's a slideshow. <laughs> it's not an adaptation. It's a slideshow. Okay. You get a slideshow. Uh huh. The slideshow award goes to he's not an egg anymore. Austin Butler. All right. <laughs> the Book of Clarence by James Samuel could be an original screenplay or it could be a strange adaptation of a Broadway play by the same name even though it doesn't seem to be I'm not about picking that I'm gonna wait and see and I'm not sure it also could just be the Bible (laughs) (laughs) Blitz by Steve McQueen uh, Lisa Frankenstein by Diablo Cody Trans Los Angeles by Case Pena and Asteroid City by Wes Anderson and Roman Roman Coppola by the way Asteroid City Wes Anderson has been nominated seven times at the Academy Awards no wins could this be a long overdue win for him well we're not picking him so no no No, it's not going to happen not this year not any year I'm sorry Wes Uh, we share three in this category together Michael Past Lives, Air. We're, we're sticking with Air from Alex yeah. Convery. Celine Song, this is where I think she gets in for sure. I'm hoping for more, but I'm just a little skeptical about the early hype. Uh, I hope I'm wrong there. Uh, Saltburn, Emerald Fennell of Promising Young Woman fame. I think that's got too much buzz not to get nominated as well. Okay. Uh, I, I agree with all three of those. I, Emerald Fennell is, is I'm really, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe it's just the dark content it seems to be, but I, she she makes stuff that just really appeals to me. Um, I'm with you about past lives, but I mean, if we did this last year, we would have said the same about uh, Everything Everywhere, right? Which just had the greatest run in Oscars history. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah. Past lives is beloved. I do hear, I haven't seen it yet. Obviously, a bunch of people have, but... Whoever went to Sundance said it's it's a very delicate story. It's not like this big, you know, muscular screenplay or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, it's 
sometimes that doesn't play with the academy, but we'll see. I'm going with Rustin by Dustin, Dustin Lance Black of Milk and Maestro by Bradley Cooper and Josh Singer of Spotlight just because of those two big names uh, for myself. Who, who do you got for your last two? Uh, I went with Civil War, uh, the Alex Garland movie. It's starring Kirsten Dunst. Uh, Garland only has the one nom, and it was in this category of original screenplay in 2016 for Ex Machina. It's also interesting. This, this means nothing, really, but Kirsten Dunst, in two of her past four films, ended up in movies which were nominated at the Oscars in the screenplay category in Power of the Dog and Hidden Figures. Hmm. I don't know what that means, but that's good enough for me. I'm picking that. I was going to pick The Killer, but that's adapted from a comic book, you said. Yeah. Or a graphic novel. Not graphic novel. Mm-hmm. So now I'm forced to think on my feet here. That's a problem. You're not yeah, good at not that. Good. It's not good. I'm not going to pick the bike riders because that's not original. <laughs> the bike riders is getting nominated for one of the screenplay categories. We've established this today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to do something weird. I'm going to actually nominate How Do You Live. Oh, wow. Yeah, why not? I think that's based on a book, though. That's fine. So is the bike riders. You have it here in original. (laughs) (laughs) Think Miyazaki's adapting a children's book there. No, I think he's adapting an adult, uh, anyway, an adult novel, but uh, it's about characters who are obsessed with a novel. So maybe that's considered original. All right, Blitz. Give me Blitz. Give me Blitz. Blitz. I tried to be cute, and you you peed all over my cuteness, so give me Blitz. This is hard, man. This is hard. Like, we cannot see clearly into the crystal ball sometimes, Mm. and we don't know. Uh, I'm going to pick Saltburn by Emerald Fennell to win because, again, it's a little murky. I'm looking, and the hobbits are running from fire, and I don't know what's going on in this mirror in the elf wood. Stop me before I get really specific (laughs) about that scene in Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, please. Give me past lives. Okay, good. Celine Song. So, all right, yeah. we, we got to keep track of your predictions because you never write them down. You just no, want to go with the flow and you pick yeah, them and you I'll feed. Do. Yeah, you were so I'll cool. Do. I'll, do. <laughs> I'll, do I'll put the, uh, the plus signs in the dock for you for my picks. Thank you. All right, adapted screenplay. Honorable mentions in play. I'll rip them off here. Barbie by Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. Leave the World Behind by novelist Ruman Elam and Sam Esmail of My, my, uh, my Robot. My Robot? I Mr. Robot. Robot. Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. I Robot was a Will Smith movie from 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, was not a really good screenplay. Nah. Poor Things by Alice Dare What was Gray. the Robin Williams movie? Centennial Man? Bicentennial Man? Also not a great screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> we're in adapted screenplay now, and we're, we're honorably mentioning things. <laughs> Poor Things by Alastair Gray and Tony McNamara of The Favorite. We have The Piano Lesson by Malcolm Washington, Virgil Williams, adapting August Wilson. So that's certainly in play. Yeah. Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. This is the Judy Bloom adaptation that I just saw and will review in a f- upcoming episode. Good. Suffice yeah, suffice it. Uh, really good. Good. Uh, really good. Glad Loved to hear it. That. Uh, Spaceman, because if they make that alien spider compelling, <laughs> you never know. And then Clayton actually has an animated feature, Spider Verse, in play. And he also says Ferrari, uh, as well as the Supremes at Earl's All You Can Eat that we talked about at the top of the show. All right, Michael. I think we're both going with Killers of the Flower Moon. 
Yes. Eric, Eric Roth, six-time nominee, Forrest Gump winner. He was also last nominated for Dune Part 1. The Color Purple, we both have screenplay by Marcus Gardley adapting the 2005 musical, which, of course, of course is the uh, adaptation of the, the Alice Walker book there. And then we're – is that it? Yeah, that's it. Those are the only okay. two we share in this category. All right. So – who do you got otherwise? I picked Priscilla mostly because when it comes to Miss Coppola, mostly because, A, it's an A24 play. But, B, when it comes to Sofia Coppola here, I mean, it's been a while since she's been nominated. And it could be a narrative where we look back at the director's CV if this movie's passable to the Academy standards and ask ourselves why some of her other work wasn't better received at the time. It could be like, an, oh, On the Rocks was pretty good. And, mm. you know, the her adaptation of The Beguiled I enjoyed. I never really understood the criticism for. And you know what I liked when it came out was The Bling Ring. Hmm. This is all stuff that was passable and was kind of overlooked quickly when they came out. I know it's tough to justify having back-to-back Elvis movies and back-to-back years like this. Maybe the, uh, the perspective does enough to change things. The fact that it's an A24 play. I feel the worst about this one, but I'm pr- picking Priscilla... Please don't fuck this up, Jacob Alordi. You feel worse about it because of <laughs> of that one guy, that's this lovely man who's getting a career break. <laughs> I know what he's doing. I know when someone's being forced down my throat, Michael. I've watched pro wrestling too long oh to not have God. that sense. All right, uh, who, who else you got? Adapted I, screenplay. I will be picking the bike riders here since it is a ad- adaptation. Uh, you you did you pick this in original or no? I did not. I got you did s- not. Or, no, I did. Or, I, oh my god! I got to scroll up. You uh, had it at first. You had it at one point. I cha- I changed it. I, I went. Okay. Out, I went away from it. Okay. Yeah, I did not pick it. It, it was. It would have been the first time that that we had a movie, uh, a screenplay nominated in both categories, but uh, you didn't go through with it. But this is based on the picture book from Danny Lyon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be an original screenplay because, like you said, it is a picture book. I'm saying it's adapted here, so uh, I'm, I'm picking it for adapted. And I'm picking Dumb Money, too, because if nice. this could strike the tone of the big short of the social network, it could work. And Ben Mesrick, who is one of the social network scribes, is a credited writer on this as well. What are the three you have? Dumb Money, by the way. If that movie was like put in front of me right now, I would want to watch that over a lot of these other films. Oh, absolutely. So can't that one it. and the Beanie Baby one. I can't wait for for both of those. Those those are fun. The Beanie Baby documentary was very good on Netflix, by the way. I believe it was Netflix. Anyway, uh, all right. So, Killers of the Flower Moon again. Color purple. We both share. I'm gonna say Dune Part Two is nominated in screenplay because I, I think Denise gonna pull it off. And if you pull off the nom, you know, the adaptation of that particular book, it's a big deal. So John Spates is back. So I'm going to say Dune Part 2. I'm going to say Oppenheimer, adaptation of the novel, American Prometheus. Christopher Nolan is behind that. This might be a way to just get him a, an Oscar uh, if uh, if he's not going to win director. So Oppenheimer is probably sure. in play, in my opinion. And then Flint Strong. I'm going to say like that, that the screenplay by Barry Jenkins is going to be good. It's an adaptation of the documentary T-Rex about boxer Clarissa Shields directed by Rachel Morrison. So Flint Strong is certainly a film I'm rooting for. And uh, yeah, I, I just feel it. I feel it in my bones. All right. What's winning? Dune Part 2. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm a little surprised at myself there. But uh, I'm going to probably like it more than the novel. So I am biased in its favor for once. It's almost like a reverse jinx and adapted screenplay for me here. Interesting. All right. Uh, I will go with the bike riders, which is 100% adapted screenplay. 
100% accurate adapted screenplay supporting actress we'll move on to some honorable mentions and play I would love to sing the praises of Celia Weston from A Little Prayer and uh, Viola Davis from Air we've uh, already reviewed those Jodie Comer of The Bike Riders, Penelope Cruz of Ferrari, Anna Jopp of The Book of Clarence, She Was Great and Nanny, by the way, too, Jodie Foster, Nyad, Claire Foy, Strangers, Catherine O'Hara, coming from Schitt's Creek to Pain Hustlers on Netflix. God, I hope she's great in that. Yeah, same. Divine Joy Randolph of The Holdovers, if that movie is able to overcome some of its issues. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to pick it for a couple categories, but if it does rise to Oscar nomination prestige, those conversations are going to have to come out that we talked about a couple episodes right. ago in previewing it. But is that Divine Joy Randolph's fault? I mean, she's, Absolutely not. She's been doing terrific, banging on mm-hmm. the door of late. Uh, Andrea Riseborough is going to be One of these lead. days, she's going to get nominated, I swear. <laughs> Will the dinners happen? How about the emails? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a, a, a running joke, should it? I guess it's going to have to be, though. She's a great actress, but Jesus. Bellany, I didn't read the newsletter, but Bellany yeah, had something in it about the Academy changing stuff when it has to do with her, but uh, what it has to do with the, uh, the Riceboro campaign, but I didn't read through it. Moon Seung Ah of Past Lives, Shailene Woodley's in two films, Dumb, Dumb Money and Ferrari, Tanto Cardinal of Killers of the Flower Moon, great career by her, you never know. Rebecca Ferguson, very uh, good in the first Dune, you never know if she's got a good part in the second, uh, she might be in play here. And uh, Anjanu Ellis, the color purple she's in, we know, and then perhaps one of those two projects that we mentioned, uh, uh, the the... The Supremes, and uh, what was the other one? I forget, but, uh, oh, God. We've come too far. We've we've come far. <laughs> anyway, it's, uh, and the Nickel Boys, the Nickel Boys, uh, there sorry. You go. <laughs> uh, we share, what is it, three in common in this one as well. I just, I didn't have anywhere else to put a Napoleon nomination, so I wanted to put it in, and Vanessa Kirby should have won for Pieces of a Woman a couple years ago anyway. So, yeah, I'm going with Vanessa Kirby of Napoleon, but is she lead? Like, we don't know that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danielle Brooks and Taraji B. P. Henson, both of the color purple. Danielle Brooks is playing the Sophia character. That is the Oprah Winfrey part, the Oscar-nominated Oprah Winfrey part. And then Taraji P. Henry, uh, Henson excuse me, playing Suge the uh, Oscar-nominated Margaret Avery role. Now, of course, these are the, the musical adaptations, so who knows which characters are, are going to be the, the, the best parts, but it's a safe bet, I would say, or safer bet. Plus, I'm 100% accurate, so what am I mm-hmm. even talking about? Why sure. do I have to explain myself to people? <laughs> right. certainly, certainly not to us. Uh, <laughs> you wonder if, if the color purple might run into some woman-talking type issues where there's just so much talent and so many possible noms. Maybe uh, it's tough to parse through there. I hope not, but uh, those Same. those two roles I know they're huge from the the Spielberg film from 1985. So we'll see. All right, who are the two others for you? I have Carrie Mulligan, and if I if you force me to pick Maestro or Saltburn or Spaceman, I will go with Maestro. Because, Big year for her. Yeah, she's in a lot. I, I think Maestro she's gonna be supporting, but I'm not sure. Uh, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, out of CinemaCon, there's a lot of buzz that she is the lead of the film, or one of the leads. Oh, wow. So okay. this may be a category situation, a uh, category confusion situation, but I'm going to go with Gladstone, Mulligan, Kirby, Brooks, and Henson. 
Interesting. Uh, I am. Uh, I t- took Gamma Chan from the actor and American Ferreira from Dumb Money as my mm. other two noms, along with uh, Taraji P. Henson, Daniel Brooks, and Vanessa Kirby. Good. <sighs> who do you have winning? I'm not sure who I have winning. I'm going to go with Taraji P. Henson, but it's it's hard. It's it's hard to see clear in the crystal ball right mm. now. It I is. mean, if Carrie Mulligan's been banging on the door for a while. The Danielle Brooks role could just be too too strong. You could have cat. You could have vote sharing with the color purple characters here. Uh, question. Point of order. Can I have my five noms, but pick one of yours as a winner? <laughs> you can do whatever you need because i want to pick lily gladstone right now <laughs> you, so lily gladstone's winning an oscar for you that's what you're seeing right now <laughs> right even though she won't be nominated okay well you're gonna have to pick three winners so, but go yeah. ahead Right. But you have to know. So you have to. I'll, I'll allow it, but you have to pick one of your five as well. I will go with Vanessa Kirby. Okay. <laughs> Vanessa Kirby's gonna. I hope defeat Napoleon in arguments, where whereas he won't be defeated on the battlefield. Okay. <laughs> supporting actor, we got some honorable mentions. Yeah. So for supporting actor, honorable mentions. There's a lot of category questions as there were for supporting actors and as there will be for the leads as well. But for example, Clayton Davis has Coleman Domingo. And Samuel L. Jackson in supporting. That's wow. just the tip of the iceberg here. But that, obviously, I mean, for how much we've talked about Coleman Domingo and Russ and how much all, he's already been promoted in that role, kind of surprising to see are Barry Keoghan, Andrew Scott, John David Washington, who are leads amongst them. All kinds of questions going in to the supporting category here for actor and lead. In, in hearing about how the book was adapted for Killers of the Flower Moon, Jesse Plemons is apparently playing the lead in the book, and yet Leonardo DiCaprio picked another character when Marty was trying to get him to right. you know to, to cast him there. So that that's a that's a situation who's lead, Jesse Plemons or Leo. Uh Zach Efron or Jeremy Allen White in the Iron Claw. They're both brothers in the film. We don't know who's the lead necessarily. Josh O'Connor or Mike Feist in Challengers, the Luca Luca Guadagnino three hander with Zendaya. Who's who's the lead? Anthony Hopkins or Matthew Good? I can either easily see Matthew Good being the lead, but Andrew, Anthony Hopkins is like the obviously he's playing Doctor Freud in Freud's Last Stand, right? So we, we don't know. Uh, last session, <laughs> last session. We might have had Napoleon on the brain there. Freud's Last Stand. <laughs> Freud's Last Stand. Uh, yeah, that's what I do have. On the that's brain. where he fights his mother, I think. Otherwise, uh, yeah, Freud is afraid. <laughs> Otherwise, we have huge ensemble casts, and I can rip off a ton of names here. Huge ensemble casts from the book of uh, Clarence, Lakeith Stanfield, David Oyelowo, Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert De Niro is involved there, Dune Part Two, Javier Bardem, Austin Butler, Poor Things, Rami Youssef, Willem Dafoe, Mark Ruffalo, Dumb Money, Nick Offerman, Sebastian Stan, Rustin, Jeffrey Wright, Oppenheimer, Robert Downey Jr., Asteroid City, uh, Tom Hanks, Ed Norton, uh, The Color Purple, Corey Hawkins, all of these films have many supporting actor yeah. possibilities beyond who I mentioned. And we've already talked about Jason Bateman and Chris Messina. We spoke highly about their performances in Air. Uh, there's Matt Bomer in Maestro, Harris Dickinson in Blitz, John Magaro in Past Lives, Wagner Wagner Mora in Civil War, and Tahir, uh, excuse me, Tahar Rahim in Napoleon. Good God. Uh, do we? Sh- I, I don't think we share a single. <laughs> 
<laughs> a single crossover nom in this category. So it's 10 names uh, for the glory here, Michael. We got a 200% chance. All right. <laughs> I'm going to pick Brian Tyree Henry from Flint Strong. Back to back. I think he's going to be in like the trainer roles, my guess, as I because it's about a boxer. So he, if he's got the Mickey role. Right. Yeah, let's go. Uh, Mahershala Ali, Leave the World Behind, Sam Esmail. This is his category, isn't it? He owns this category. He, doesn't he own this category? Yeah, anyway, true. Tom Hardy is a leader supporting the bike riders. Tom Hardy, I could have mentioned a bunch of names from the bike riders, sure. Michael Shannon, etc. I'll go with Tom Hardy. Jesse Plemons, I'll just say Leo's the bigger name, so maybe Jesse Plemons will be the recipient of some category fraud here from Killers of the Flower Moon. And then I'm going to say Lakeith Stanfield of the Book of Clarence. He's obviously been nominated you know, in, from an outside lane for, for Judas and the Black Messiah uh, in this category in the past. He, he burst on the scene with Get Out. Lakeith Stanfield's tremendous, so why not? Yeah, it's it seems like we're in for a huge year for actor, both acting categories. Uh, and I think that's, you know, maybe indicative by us having 10 completely different noms here. Totally. Uh, I, I At some point, we're going to nominate Jeffrey Wright for his role in a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. So he, I he have him so for good. Asteroid City. He was so good in the French Dispatch. French Dispatch, yeah. Good. Uh, I also have someone from the Bike Riders. It just happens to be Elvis this time. I have sold myself. Mike, on the bike riders being about what we pontificated it might be about based on nothing. How Michael <laughs> Shannon's the father and he gets killed and then it becomes Tom Hardy, Austin Butler chasing down Tom Hardy for the rest of the movie. That's Good. what I've sold myself on it being. So I have Austin Butler here. And then I, uh, Austin Butler may be category fraud. I have these next three names, which I'm pretty sure are category fraud, but I could see being positioned purposely in supporting actor based on their category fraudness. I have Jude Law from Firebrand, who's playing, I think it's Henry VIII in that movie. It, it's, it's a about, two-hander. Right. It's a two-hander, and it's about Henry VIII's, uh, uh, one of his marriages anyway. And Alicia Vikander plays the uh, the wife role. I can't remember the character's name right off the top of my head. Excuse me. But I could see that being Alicia Vikander being positioned as the lead based on that, even though it's a, technically a Henry VIII movie. And Maybe. Jude Law being positioned for an Oscar win by playing the supporting category instead. Samuel yeah. L. Jackson for the piano lesson, same thing, same reasoning. <laughs> and like you already said, Matthew Good for Freud's last stand slash same session. Thing. Same yeah. thing, same reasoning. It's, exactly. a, it's a stage play. You you have probably both the characters on screen or on the stage the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> why not, right? Maybe. Maybe it's just Category Fraud City. This year. <laughs> category right. Fraud the movie. Well, who's winning for you, Mike? Supporting actor. <sighs> I'm going to say Jesse Plemons, Killers of the Flower Moon. It's finally time, huh? It's tough. It's a tough call because Brian Tyree Henry is, you know, he's. I'm sure he's going to be awesome again. Jesse Plemons felt like the best actor on the planet, though, over the last few years, especially with Ooh, uh, The Power of the Dog. High praise. Okay. I, he was just doing stuff that was so good, so subtle. So if he's in a major role here in in the biggest movie, potentially, of the, of the season – I'm guessing that he he's he could do it. Uh, who do you have winning? Wouldn't it be interesting to see uh, a guy like Plemons go up against him? I'm picking Samuel L., but, I mean, having nice. those two go head-to-head in a category, easy narratives. They're both uh, recently in the Oscars conversation, Plemons coming off Power of the Dog, uh, and Samuel L. obviously getting his honorary Oscar, and maybe that builds a narrative for, for him to be pushed into getting uh, a, a voting acting Oscar as well. So uh, there you go. I'm taking uh, Samuel L., who may not be in this category at all at the end of the day for the piano lesson. By the way, how many kids does Denzel have? 
<laughs> a, a, apparently some very talented ones. Yeah, it sounds that way. <laughs> as his, his other son is, is directing the piano lesson, John David Washington yeah. is in the piano lesson as well. You got to scroll down like four pages mm-hmm. through all the supporting actor <laughs> stuff that I read it out that we didn't have to say. But uh, the lead actress honorable mentions here. Uh, there's there's a lot of them as well. We should release the docs one day and it'll just read like a fucking <laughs> manifesto of insanity. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting would. out of control. <laughs> We read like 40% of what's actually written because we're just two madmen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, lead actress here on page 74 of this doc. Uh, the honorable mentions in play here. Again, you're questioning where these people and where these performances are going to fall uh, for these ladies here. Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, Vanessa Kirby, we've already talked about in supporting. Maybe she'll be in lead actress for Napoleon. Carrie Mulligan, all over. Maestro, Spacemen, uh, Spacemen, <laughs> Spaceman, and Saltburn could go leader supporting. Claire Foy in Strangers, Lily James in The Iron Claw, both Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore in May, December. Allison Janney in The Creator could go supporting, might be lead. Otherwise, we have Kate Winslet and Lee, Emma Stone and Poor Things, Julia Roberts and Leave the World Behind, Emily Blunt and Pain Hustlers, Jodie Comer and the Bike Riders, Margot Robbie and Barbie, and then newcomers Ryan Destiny and Flint Strong, Greta Lee and Past Lives, and per Clayton Davis, Sandra Huller in the Zone of Interest. I wanted to pick Sandra Huller, even though I know very, very little about <laughs> her career or uh, or that movie. I Maybe. Guess. I don't yeah. know. I have no idea why. It's these powers. They're the a gift powers. and a curse. It's powerful. <laughs> um, we have, I think, one crossover in common, and yeah. it's the uh, the, the color purple representation goes, there. The list still goes. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I cutting you off here? Yeah, I am. Yeah, the li- right. just, we're going to get in trouble if we don't mention these names, Michael. The, the, Oscar right. ma- the Oscars <laughs> Mafia will come after us. The Oscar Lottie? The Lumen Oscar? <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. <laughs> well, there's some performances we are not sure will happen in 2023, but Saoirse Ronan could have multiple chances, including Info, Kristen Stewart, Kristen Dunst, Anjanou Ellis, uh, Hunter Shafir, Mia Goth, Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain, and Jessica Lange could all have performances in play as well and uh mike you are already high on a performance from czar amir ibrahimi in shida and tiana taylor in a thousand and one which have already been released thank you ron burgundy for mm-hmm. reading reading the teleprompter yeah, uh, uh, sorry fuck I, yourself I, I, <laughs> <Sandy Daniel. laughs> all right already a very strong year in lead actress like supporting actor probably the two most loaded categories right now in my opinion uh i'm gonna go with Fantasia Barino. That's the one we have in common. The color purple. She is playing the Whoopi Goldberg part, the Oscar-nominated role, playing the character of Seeley. Uh, and she is the Broadway actress crossing over. Uh, Former American Idol winner. Yes, so she's got some singing chops, I would say. Mm-hmm. She could probably hold a tune. I would think so. Okay, so we have four different <laughs> actresses mentioned Correct. otherwise. I'm going to go with Rosamund Pike from Saltburn. I think she's Horrifying. been billed. She's been billed as the lead. The last thing I need for my comfort and sanity and relationship with Rosamund Pike mm-hmm. is her to star in an Emerald Fennell movie. <laughs> people people going to die. 
<laughs> if you don't know, me, me, and uh, me and Rosamund Pike go way back to Gone Girl, where she terrifies me. Robin Williams turns into a Creole character. <laughs> Gone <Gonna. laughs> Saoirse Ronan in Blitz, uh, the Steve McQueen film, which might come out in 2026. But right. talk talk sure. about a director who might be in the, at the peak of his powers after that small axe. Trilogy, uh, uh, miniseries. Good God! Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm picking Sir Sharonin, Zendaya, and Challengers. It just seems like a juicy part. I, I just, I just think I just have a, I, I have a inkling that Zendaya, Zendaya, excuse me, and, and Challengers is going to get nominated. And finally, I'm going to go with Annette Benning, who's going to swim like a long ways in Nyad. All right, titular character there. We all know Nyad backwards is Dane. Which is almost Zendaya's the middle of her name. Uh, I'm happy you found a place to put in something from Challengers for Luca Guadagnino's tennis movie there, because I wasn't able to. I like you have like these freaking. Uh, it's sc- just a stream of consciousness. Scrabble, <laughs> Scrabble plays. If I if I have a thought, it's going into this microphone. It just got scrabbled, and you had to say it. Fantasia is the lone crossover nom between your list and mine for the color purple. I I mean. I basically threw darts at boards and whatever names they hit is what I picked. <laughs> Helen Mirren for Golda. It's a biopic. Uh, why not? Regina King, same idea. I think Shirley is a Netflix play. The Shirley Chisholm role for Regina King. Andrew, there. Andrew was sending me some texts that that was getting a lot of reshoots. Oh, so no. Okay. I don't All right. know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I, no, I'll. It's Regina King. I'll stick by it. You know, okay. If anyone can come through and overcome, it would certainly be her. Mm-hmm. I reluctantly... I, I don't know why I feel this way about... It's not just Jacob Elordi. I do have reservations about Priscilla being an Oscars-level play, but uh, Kaylee's... I like Jacob Elordi, by the way. It's nothing Good. against the man. I just... I feel... Like he's being spread a little thin. You're trying to, you know, ruin his career <laughs> That's for no it's, reason. That's exactly what it is. He's in four films next year. <laughs> it's and too you many. just think, he's like, that's too many. I mean, I'd have to mention his name too many times. Too many. Jason Schwartzman is in a bunch. Jason Schwartzman showing up in that, Good. the Snakes and whatever Firebrand uh, Hunger Games prequel. Come I didn't on, need that. Man. Did not need that in my life. <laughs> Let the man work. Let these guys work. Anyway, you had Regina King, and you were going to go with Priscilla's lead, which I'm hearing buzz for. I am yeah. hearing buzz for. Callie, Kaylee Spanny, my apologies there, uh, for Priscilla. And the other role, I mean, the, my justification of putting Jude Law in supporting actor was that I put Alicia Vikander in the lead actress category Maybe. for her role there in Firebrand, Henry VIII's uh, wife. But I will be picking as my winner uh, Miss Barino. For the color purple. I do think the color oh, wow. purple. I mean, if the color purple is able to pass water, and it makes me feel bad that I didn't pick the director in the director category when we get to it, but if it's able to do like rise to Oscars level in multiple categories, what an easy, I mean, is there an easier narrative to just default to have it be the tiebreaker than look how poorly it was treated the first time around by the Oscars, being the only film to go 0 for 11? 11 nominations the first time. It was upsetting. Uh, for a lot of people when that happened i uh i could see it and then, yeah. and then you're obviously adapting something that's been a hit on broadway mm-hmm. for you know almost 17 years if i can do math so that's that's it's good source material and and they're putting it out on christmas so yeah, yeah it's a heavy story it's a heavy very, it's a very dramatic it's not going to be easy to, to to sit through at all times because of the subject matter, but it's really well, well told. Um, 
from the novel on up. And yeah, it could it could happen. I'm going with Annette Benning because it's her Good. time, Michael. It's her okay. time. Okay. I haven't and heard that gonna, justification before. Is she's going to do a lot of swimming. Did you just think of that? Look, I I've always been I've always been an innovator. <laughs> Trailblazer, one would say. Let's go to lead actor. Fuck. I only have to scroll down like 14 pages to get there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, lead actor's right next. Yeah, but I had to get through all my red. It's like the uh it's like the pits of lava in that stupid uh yeah well let me just yeah let me just bescrabble all this uh nonsense I, all right. I thought you were gonna go mario to be honest with you mario's another good pick yeah. all right lead actor honorable mentions in play paul dano dumb money john Not david washington could be the piano lesson or the creator adam driver ferrari by by the internet that's probably gonna happen Paul Giamatti of The Holdovers, Lakeith Stanfield of The Book of Clarence, Cillian Murphy and Oppenheimer, Teo Yu of uh, Past Lives, Anthony Hopkins of Freud's Last Session, Riz Ahmed of Fingernails, Joaquin Phoenix, either Bo is Afraid or Napoleon, have already lavished praise on David Strathairn and Leo Mahul of Mutt. Michael, who are we picking? We got a couple categories left here. I filled this one out before you. Do we have? Any, we do have one crossover. Do we have any others? Uh, we do have two crossovers. Okay, so we have two. I was, and again, I had Bradley Cooper, and I, I just took I, anything Maestro. I just took out of my prediction. So I'm going to be, hmm. I'm going to be right, is what I'm saying. Uh, I'm going to be very <laughs> right. I'm going with Michael Fassbender of the Killer. Uh, again, I mean Fincher, dig down, man. Let's get that seventh no-hitter a la like Nolan Ryan did back in the day. Give me one more classic Fincher movie. I want it to be this one. I'm rooting for the Fincher movie. I I'm, I don't know. Michael Fassbender, this is something off. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe what not. What does that mean? I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm just, he's is str- he your he, Jacob Elordi? He might be. He might okay. be. Okay. You hate Magneto. That's fine. I don't love man. Well, I don't love those X Men movies. Maybe, maybe he's good. I don't. Know, we'll see. Hey, did you see Apocalypse? <laughs> I didn't like that one. Oh, I loved it. It's great when you're high. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I swear, I watched that. I, I don't smoke off, but I happened to watch that one after. And my God, that I mean, I was standing ovation at the end of it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest sight these eyes have ever seen. Good for uh, you. <laughs> Coleman Domingo for Rustin. I have Tom Hardy from the Bike Riders as well. I'm going with Andre Holland from the Actor. So the two leads there from the Actor I, I have nominated, or one lead, one supporting, I think, with Gemma Chan as well. And uh, I'm going with Unrecognizable Leo from Killers of the Flower Moon in the lead category. <laughs> with an honorable mention to uh, the stunt double who will actually be in 90% of the scenes in Indiana Jones and the turkey so breast good. that was too chewy. <laughs> <laughs> It was too chewy. It was just, it took him a while. Uh-huh. But he got there. He got there. <laughs> he came out. He came out this week and said, and said, I'm done with Indiana Jones. It's like, thank God. No disrespect to Harrison Ford, but please stop. Oh, the man is going to be honored on the French Riviera. He's the greatest uh, ever. He's weeks. the greatest in history. He does not need to do Indiana Jones anymore. He's like he's like 80-something, can barely walk. Ugh. Let him be. <laughs> well, I agree. I agree. I can't believe it. Uh, all right. So we both have Leo and Coleman Domingo. Mm-hmm. 
in common. Uh, Rustin and Killers of the Flower Moon there. I am going to go with Bradley Cooper of Maestro. Okay. Uh, I just think it's going to work better than some of the, you know, candid camera shots. Because the candid camera shots on the internet don't look great. He looks like Fat Bastard at the end of Austin Powers and Gold Member. <laughs> it's okay. not great. But like when the, they actually show us a still, I'm like, is that a is that is that a picture from Florida? <laughs> anyway. Is that a <laughs> testicular gland animated? <laughs> I'm gonna go with Samuel Jackson of the piano lesson. I just I would be shocked if the, if he's a sporting actor. Uh, in a Broadway play adaptation where it seems to be a two-hander on all the I posters. I have no idea, yeah. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe Clayton's seen the play, and he dies after the first 10 minutes at a great performance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. I've never seen the play. Uh, Samuel Jackson winning the lead category for me, uh, and Joaquin Phoenix is my fifth nominee. So we both say Samuel Jackson is going to win. Yes. You can one bank of the on Oscars. that. You can bank on that. You know what? God damn it. Leo's winning an Oscar again. His second, huh? All right. Yeah. yeah. I was going to pick Coleman Domingo because we've campaigned the most for him, but screw it. Are you sure that's Leo, though? Are you uh, really it's sh- a good question. It's a good question. <laughs> Are we sure he's in the movie? <laughs> it's a fair question. Could be anyone under all that disguise. It's called right. director. <laughs> We're moving on to director. I got to scroll down 17 minutes. Yeah. Okay, we got some honorable mentions. We should play no, hold music as we scroll down. Yeah, all right. <laughs> honorable mentions for the director category. This is, of course, from Eric Weber and Clayton Davis's list. We have Wes Anderson from Asteroid City, Sofia Coppola from Priscilla, David Fincher of The Killer, Luca Guadagnino from Challengers. Did I not pick Fincher? I meant to pick Fincher. Did, Did I not you? pick him? No, what? I didn't. I got to go back. Well, Fincher's going to be picked. I'm taking somebody out. But anyway, let's keep going. Uh-oh. Yorgos Lanthimos of Four Things. Taika Waititi of Next Goal Wins. George C. Wolf of Rustin Blitz. Baza Wool from The Color. I'm, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. I feel bad about not including him in this list if I have the color purple littered throughout all my other picks, but mm. there you are. James Samuel of The Book of Clarence. Michael Mann for Ferrari. And Rachel Morrison of Flint Strong. We also have Guy Nativ of Golda, Hirokazu Kurita of Monster, Ryosuke Hamaguchi from Our Apprenticeship, Greta Gerwig from Barbie, and Christopher McQuarrie from Mission Impossible 7. And yes, we've already reviewed some very strong early year directorial efforts by Chad Stahelski and John Wick 4, A.V. Rockwell in 1001, Ben Affleck in Air, and Kelly Freeman Craig from Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. So we're off to a good start, but we didn't necessarily pick any of those names. We went with another 10, except you, uh, apparently, you know, you got uh, smoted, smited by, by the gods, and you've changed a pick. I, did, I had Jeff Nichols from the Bike Riders, who I really do. I feel strongly about that movie based on absolutely nothing, <laughs> but I'm pulling him out. What do we have in common? We have Nolan in common. We have Marty in common, and that's it. So we have those two in common uh, for Oppenheimer mm-hmm. and Killers of the Flower Moon, respectively. I'm sticking with Celine Song uh, of Past Lives and Emerald Fennell of Saltburn, and I did throw Fincher in taking out Jeff Nichols. So I'm uh, Christopher Nolan, Marty Scorsese, Celine Song, David Fincher, and Emerald Fennell. And what a lineup that would be. Yeah, I'm much more cynical. I think they 
this is this category is always a sausage fest with the director uh <laughs> it the director is. branch there unfortunately only took 90 years to have women oh, winning God. back-to-back years what are you talking about i would love to go with more than emerald fennel in the category from the opposite sex here but i'm gonna go with fennel from saltburn like you said uh nolan and uh then i'll, I'll go with marty denis villeneuve I think he gets some redemption, Dune Part 2. I think he pulls it off. I'm just going to say he pulls it off. It's way better than da- the David Lynch movie. People love it. It makes a billion dollars. The Onion had a great headline. Yeah. It was uh, Dune Part 2 promises to pick off right where most people fell asleep on the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I like The Onion now. Yeah. All right. Steve McQueen of Blitz. I mean, he's directing a war movie about the World War II Blitz. God damn it. Yeah. Right. Come on. You know, the, 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 the battles in Britain there, good God. Can these I mean, all just live up to their promise? That's all I want. Yeah, me Like, too. make it difficult for the Academy to have these choices. I'm not sure Blitz is coming out this year, but I'm just going right. to go. I'm just going to go. Yeah. I, I seen it. I seen it. I seen it. All right. Who are you picking? I'm going to go with Christopher Nolan of Oppenheimer. Man. Nolan mm. against Scorsese, against mm. Fincher. I mean, Fennell in there, too easy narratives around any of them but god damn it it's time it's time fincher should have won in 95 (laughs) should have won he should have been there for zodiac should have won for uh gone girl maybe come on give me just an old school give me zodiac with a twist like gone girl it's a it's a hitman movie though i don't know if it's like a murder mystery i'm not sure it's like Barry, the Fassbender movie. I just, I just want Fincher to, like, come on. I got so sad seeing him at all those award shows taking the shots after he knew he was losing. <laughs> like, God damn it. I just want Fincher to, to win, but no one deserves it too. Barry's oh, been so good of late, by the way. Good, I'm glad to I, hear I've that. I loved that that's rebounded. I did not enjoy season two, but I'm loving season three. Maybe glad, it'll be glad to hear that. the opposite for you. All right, so that's, we're through director. I have Nolan, you have Fincher. We are white guys. Anyway, (laughs) we'll go to Best Picture. We'll finish up here. Uh, Honorable mentions that we have to mention, even though it's the end of the episode and we mention them a lot. (laughs) Barbie, Flintstrong, Freud's Last Session, Challengers, Leave the World Behind, Napoleon, Next Goal Wins, Nyad, uh, The the Piano Lesson, Poor Things, Priscilla, uh, Clayton has the Book of Clarence in his 10, The Holdovers, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 uh, from the animation side getting him in his 10. He has Ferrari listed as an alternate. Uh, we have uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. We, we feel it in our bones, yet why didn't we pick it? Are we not listening to our powers here, Michael? I'm not listening uh, to our bones. Firebrand, Lee, May, December, they're all going to be in Cannes. We'll kind of know soon what their rea- uh, first reactions are uh, in early May on Oscar race checkpoints that are coming. Trans Los Angeles, what a wonderful story about a crowdfunded, or at least a crowd-supported project there from Case Pena. Maybe that was that, hard to keep out of screenplay. Maybe that gets a grassroots ca- campaign and it really get, catches fire. Uh, we've already well-reviewed Air, John Wick Chapter 4. I'm going to sing the praises of Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. I've already well-reviewed 1001, and we both love Rye Lane. Probably not Oscar players necessarily, if it, especially with the Hulu Rye Lane. It just came to streaming. Is it even eligible? We don't know. Maybe it'll win an Emmy, and that's why I'm mentioning it now. 
because I'm yeah. just I'm just that guy. The powers um, have grown so strong they can't just be confined to Oscars anymore. That's right. All right. Well, we have a couple in common, and they're the usual six. suspects: Killers of the Flower Moon, yeah, The Color Purple, mm-hmm. Oppenheimer, Rustin, Saltburn, and Past Lives. Yes, those are the yeah. six we have in common. And then basically the four movies that I pick and the four movies that you pick will be nominated for Best Picture at some point. They just, may just not come out this year. Correct. Or they might be. it might not be at the Oscars. It might be at a different award show this year. But they're, they're Best Picture nominees. Blitz. I'm going with Blitz I'm from so, Steve McQueen. I'm very angry that I'm not in on that movie as much as you are because that's such an easy Steve McQueen war movie. Come on. It's probably a 97th Oscars play yeah. is what I'm guessing. Well, it could might, be, yeah. Next year, Maestro, Maestro, Bradley Cooper. I'm a little surprised you're not going with it. it it's just I, I had to make a decision because it was keeping out so many other movies I wanted to just talk about. <laughs> so I was like, it was like one of those things where I couldn't nominate it in like one category, which I was going to do. I was going to just do Carrie Mulligan at one point, and then I was like, well, no, uh, Bradley Cooper got snubbed for Stars Born and Director. The DGA will probably feel like propel him into it this time. And then I was like, I can't. I just either I have it in everywhere or I have it in nowhere. So I was just stubborn and put it in nowhere, even though it it, it seems clearly like it's going to be an Oscars play. So I'm gonna I'm additionally going with Blitz Maestro. Dumb Money from Craig Gillespie. I, I think it's going to be a wild one. If you're, if it's like the big short, it, it could. I'm it, debating whether I want to take out one of mine and put in Dumb Money. I, I'm just really excited about that film. Me too. The GameSpot stuff, uh, the stock, crazy stock market GameStop, stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to go with Dune Part 2 against my better judgment. But, I mean, if it's getting nominated everywhere, it's getting nominated in picture, right? Yeah. I mean, Christ. That makes uh, sense. So, so we, we, we will see. So, again, Killers of the Flower Moon, Color Purple, Oppenheimer, Rustin, Saltburn, and Past Lives are our six in common. I went with Dune 2, uh, uh, Dune 2 Blitz, Maestro, and Dumb Money as my additional four. What are your additional four? I will take The Killer. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of those. I will take The Bike Riders. I will take The Piano Lesson. And I will take The Actor. Uh, not only because I have, I'm high on the leads there, but uh, it's also a neon play, and uh, it's been wow. a, a year since we've seen neon make some noise uh, with any one of its features in the best picture category, and really campaign and put some, put some <laughs> of their use. Right. Uh, what what do I, I can't think of words right now. Put their what resources behind it. Okay. Well, apparently they duped Las Vegas into putting out Ryan Gosling betting odds from the actor mm. uh, in in into Vegas betting lines. For, for years now. So maybe Mr. Uh, Holland will benefit from that instead of Gosling. But mm. those are our nominations. So who do you have winning, Best Picture? I have the color purple winning. I mm. think uh, the prestige of the project, you kind of mentioned its snub powers yeah. all the way back from 1985. The fact that it is such a beloved musical from 2005 for 17 years all the way through now the fact that it's getting the christmas day spot despite its harsh content like that it to me it, they think it's going to be a crowd pleaser and a money maker despite some some heavy ominous stuff it's just going to be a gorgeous musical i, I i'm going to go with the color purple is I it happy we'll enough split. It's not that happy. Well, I right. mean, it's, it, I mean, you know, it winds up. I, I haven't seen the movie in years. I don't remember. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember if it has a happy ending or not. I'm going to have to rewatch the original. Or maybe I'll just go in fresh. I don't know. 
Because I'm lately, probably going best, fresh. I mean, best picture obviously lately has been happiness. We're we're getting a render, referendum on that at you some see, point. You think it's though, swinging right? back? Maybe it swings back. Maybe it swings back. I don't know. I I thought that movie's a mix though. I thought it was a mix. I, I'm not sure if it ends sad. I don't think it does. I mean, it's been a huge hit on Broadway for. Uh, might be like Chicago though. I'm with you. Let's go. Color purple. Let's go. <laughs> You're with together. me. Oh no. Yeah. I I mean I want to pick the killer. I, here's what I want to pick: killers, the killer, and the bike riders really badly. Uh, oh, wow. But the color purple just makes tons of sense, especially if it's going to make a star out of Fantasia, uh, which she has all the star power in the world to make that happen, all the talent in the world to make that happen. But uh, I'm stupidly. I mean, neither one of us picked that director, right? <laughs> Uh, best picture. Well, he's a he's a first time director, I think. Is he coming from the stage? I, we'll have to do that research. Anyway, Argo. Argo. The, the color purple. <laughs> we're both picking it. You're going with Fincher. I'm going with Nolan and director. I'm going with Annette Benning and lead actress. You're going with Barino, right? From the color yes. purple. Yes, Fantasia. Yep. Uh, I'm going with Samuel Jackson of the Piano Lesson and lead actor. You're going with Samuel Jackson and supporting actor. Correct. Who did you... You're going with Leo, Leo for a second. Yep, Leo and lead. And lead. I'm going with Jesse Pe- Plemons in supporting. I just mentioned that. You're going with Samuel. I'm going with Taraji P. Henson in supporting actress. Who did you pick? In Vanessa Kirby. Actress? All right, good. The scripts I'm going with are Saltburn and Dune Part 2. Do you remember your screenplay picks? I am going with... Uh, what did I do with my screenplays? What did Any, I do? We both went with Spider-Man. the bike riders. The bike okay. riders for adapted, uh, and uh, and my past lives for original. We both went with Spider-Man across the Spider Verse and animated. And then what the hell did we do in production design <laughs> for a tenth category here? Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. It's let, let it be written. Let it be done. That's there it, it is. That's what's happening? It's in stone, coming down from upon <laughs> the mountain on high. Uh huh. The 100% accurate, way too early Oscars picks are now yours to do with what you please. Uh, go call your local bookie. Tell them you have a money-making scheme all wrapped up. And uh, don't blame us. <laughs> or, uh, you know, give us uh, a percentage. Yeah, give us a when, piece. When they hit. <laughs> what give us a piece. But also, we are not responsible for any losses in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> That's right. Bet responsibly. <laughs> Guys. As always, we do want to hear from you. What are your locks, even though it is uh, just the beginning of May here? We have about a year, almost a full year to go. But what are your uh, 100% accurate, way too early picks? Let us know those. Let us know what your thoughts are on our picks as well here. And as always, you can leave us any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns you have about anything we do here in the MMO Empire on our social medias. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram at MM and Oscar on Twitter. Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com and on Reddit. We are available wherever you do hear podcasts. If you're listening to us on either the Apple Podcast or Spotify app, if you appreciate what we do, if you would not mind leaving us a five-star review, those help us out immensely. Thank you to everyone who has done so thus far. Michael, tell the good people what is coming next. Let's have some words of wisdom. It is wise not to go back and ruin our shtick. Ever. And and ever (laughs) uh, figure out what we've gotten right and what we've Mm -hmm. gotten wrong. Um, Just take our word for it. What's coming next is Oscar race checkpoints, reviewing the reviewers and timing the applause timers at the Cannes Film Festival. 
which will take place May 16th through May 27th. This is our sacred duty. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am going to be going to the Tribeca Film Festival June 7th through June 18th, or at least I'll be doing a couple days uh, with a buddy of ours. Uh, Hopefully we can get together and record a podcast. Uh, I'll be attending nine screenings. I think he'll be doing 12, uh, and then we'll watch some. Nine over how many days are you in? I'm uh, nine in three days, so I'm doing three a day. Crazy. Yeah. And then uh, I think there's going to be some new Academy rules and regulations coming. So Oscar race checkpoints are going to be crowded with uh, all the usual, you know, trailer reviews, movie reviews. We review a lot of movies on ORCs. We got box office reports, and certainly we cover the buzz and break down the categories. Basically, we preview the Oscars for the rest of the year until the Oscars (laughs) happen, and then we start previewing them again. Uh, We'll also do some film study episodes, some episodes... Uh, that we call Oscar profile files. Will uh, if I can speak, we're targeting Guardians Three, Fast X. Certainly going to be nominated across the board. If we Naturally. didn't mention them before, I it's a it's a that's an oversight, foregone conclusion. Uh, past Lives, Spider Verse, Asteroid City, Mission Impossible Seven. That's just getting us through the mid July, guys. So <laughs> Oppenheimer, Barbie. That's going to be a fun uh, double feature. I wonder if we should do them in an episode. Dueling reviews episode, perhaps. <laughs> I I review Barbie, you do Oppenheimer, and we just speak at the same time. Why not? Let's just do it. We it's basically every episode of Mike Mike and Oscar. Chat anyway. on a turtle. <laughs> uh, we'll certainly have some special episodes and guests before all of the Emmys slash film festival madness. Uh, basically, you know, creeps up on us for the for the fall i mean it's a, it's a it's a huge jam-packed summer i really can't wait to to get it going here finally now that the oscars year and previewing is over we're done previewing wait what did i say no we're gonna keep previewing <laughs> we're done with this series but the previewing we're, rolls on that's right this that's playlist right. is over let the next playlist begin <laughs> this playlist is over let's start the playlist Guys, when reality sucks, you can come nonstop previewing with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round without the stuffiness and 100% accurate. We will see you all very soon. See ya. See ya.